the Red 78. I just can't believe you've been positive for three weeks in a row. You must have been something I know, that's I so out of your mind. <laughs> I can't believe it myself. I can't believe Available it. every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Vinnie Perth is with us. Vinnie, good morning to you. Morning, how are we doing? Uh, we had Jean-Philippe Leclerc of L'Equipe on yesterday and um, certainly all the analysis in uh, this part of the world and on the TV channels that I was watching in the first half was like, oh, the virus must have really ripped through France because they're so terrible. He's like, he didn't think so. He just thought that they got, they got, they got done. Yeah. So for me, the World Cup final was, I think, first of all, your first reaction was, what a brilliant final, okay? Amazing game of football, had a bit of everything. Um, I I know there's this common thread that it it took 60, 70, 80 minutes to get going. But it was also underneath it all, uh, a brilliant tactical final from two brilliant coaches. Um, It was fascinating. It was an absolutely outstanding game, but also tactically it was outstanding. And it also showed the difference mindset of people. And uh, we like to bash England here, so very quickly say the difference between Argentina was they exploited the space behind Mbappe, where England defended the space in front of him. And there you go. That's it. It's about winning a World Cup or not winning. Now, the flip side of that is Mbappe still scored three goals yeah. one penalty don't get me wrong but it's about seizing the moment and that's where uh, the highest level you've got to go and win win games of football so um, to, to, like it's it's pretty it's pretty easy before the games to work out what teams are going to do to a point so uh, the natural reaction was Angel Di Maria started the game came in and was brilliant in the game was that what won them the game did he catch the French out and was it the virus and it was actually, it was neither the two of them, although I'm sure they had different uh, parts in it. Like, I checked on uh, Griezmann, who was very quiet in the game, on his stats. They were the same as they have been in terms of his running were they? different things. There's nothing nothing that you would say if you were a coach of France looking at his stats saying, oh, what happened here? He's 25% off already. Yeah, no, no. Nothing nothing that would s- suggest that. So I don't think it was the virus. Like, we all, we, I, I think it's fair to say, and again, I look at, I, I'm able to enjoy football, jump off the sofa when, when that Mbappe uh, equaliser went in. What amazing pe- piece of stuff. But then... Sadly, I sort of analysed the game over the next 24 hours. Right, where was a one? And so, you, don't get me wrong, I lived in the moment and enjoyed it. But France played are typical. When they have the ball, it's three. Hernandez is really high up, which is now Mbappe come into the sort of pocket. They, that's how they play with the, the pivot of uh, Chiuami and Ravelo in midfield. That's fine. That's, that's how they play when they have the ball. Argentina, where they made that slight change was they brought uh, Angel Di Maria into the left wing position and without the ball they did a 4-4-2. And the Paul sort of played on the right-hand side of a midfield tree and broke out into that area. And that's, that's how they played. So the four becomes a three or three becomes a four. Yeah, so effectively uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a sort of a uh, uh, 4-4-2 from Argentina with Messi and Alvarez wor- working in different positions and that's fine but the 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 key to it all was um, when Argentina had the ball they went into um, 
uh, and and something that will there's a lot of talk about what did we learn in this World Cup as it changed in terms of shapes and systems and different bits and pieces but um, Fernandez's position in the pivot or the number six position nobody has really made a good job of that in the World Cup nobody at all right but in the World Cup final Fernandez dropped into between the back four different stages Argentina had a back three when they had the ball Okay, but the key to the success was um, De Paul then went into that area behind Mbappe, and he he ran the show from there. Okay, and not that not that in terms of being on the ball, he was brilliant or different bits and pieces. It dragged out Ravelo Elv a position like where do I go, and all of these things. What 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 these built up to was people saying France look a half a yard off, where. They weren't. They were actually tactically beaten. Right. So, as a footballer uh, in the middle of a game or a coach, you're like, how are these getting so much time and space in the ball? Almost because France have a virus. Yeah. That was the com- and I understood why a commentator would do that, but it was actually so much more, more than that. And actually, the first 40 minutes, 45 minutes of the game, Messi was brilliant. Again, in that same position where he came uh, in behind where Mbappe had left and Argentina's right back was that high up the pitch that Hernandez had to mark him and then on the other side with the Di Maria effect meant France had a, just a flat back four yeah. and the complete pitch was too big for them and if you, if, uh, if you go into it and look at moments where Messi picks the ball up in the half position in that sort of right midfield role or, or the Paul as I said they couldn't live with it and that's where it was just brilliant by Argentina. It got them into the lead. It got them the foothold in the game, and it was sensational. Would Angelo Kante have fixed some of that by like? Not necessarily, because the running power that was needed it was it was a change of shape. France shape was wrong. Uh, but Rabiot might not have been smart enough to understand this is happening to me and I need to impact or Shimini is very inexperienced at that level he's a very very good player Don't But the, wrong, the problem but was if you, it, it, the problem is with that is and this is where you often see players start to fight with each other in the middle yeah, of games yeah. whether it's in the Phoenix yeah. Park whether it's in a World Cup final once Ravelo shifts out which he had done all tournament to a point to a point but nobody exploited it that well England tried to do it with Henderson at times didn't have the same quality obviously Okay, well, what can you do then? Well, to to be fair to France, and this is where it was a brilliant tactical World Cup, and to be fair to Deschamps, right? What he done was brilliant. He's he took off two players, and people say France didn't get going to eighty minutes. Yeah, I get that, but he took off two players in the first half and flipped that straight away. Straight away, he changed his whole team to a uh, basically a four-two-three-one. And why did Griezmann not have a great game? Because he played a large part of his number ten. And sort of, it was a change of position from. He brought on pace in the wide areas in uh, Duram and Coleman. Yeah, on the other side, and that then shored up. That allowed them to have the double pivot, as you're saying, with Ravelo and too, too many, which meant the half position for DePaul was gone. Right, and the game changed on that. And yeah, the whole sort of World Cup in in or the whole World Cup final then switched. And I know it took France. A long time to get back into it, but but they weren't out of it the way they had. They been. went out of it, and and it was like they had found their feet. Argentina were still. They started the second half. Argentina, obviously, whatever happened in that dressing room, they were roiled up, and that was grand. France seen that sort of first four or five minutes, and then just slowly inched away into the game. People talk about control 
controlling games and you can control games now in different ways with or without the ball yeah. but all of a sudden the threat of Messi in that second half got less and less and less and then Argentina reacted made certain substitutions and tactically Deschamps won the battle to a, to a point Were France ill prepared for Ankel Di Maria being on the pitch? No but that, that's the point it, was, it wasn't just that in, in many ways that was the centre half up against Di Maria it was, that could have been an easily match up but it was the tactical on the other side yeah, yeah. that actually meant France were, were forced back and the players like um, Griezmann was brilliant in the tournament of turning up in different areas when they needed to go and press with the, with the front three done it but the problem was um, Argentina's midfield was so spread out where uh, Paul turned in that area like Alexis uh, McAllister was brilliant in the game in his running power if you see the second goal that's not down to necessarily the shape, but that running power. When you've got a midfield of a one, one, and one, as in one six, one eight, ten, to use the football numbers, then it's it's how do you how do you mark them as a tree? So, to be fair to Deschamps, he, he got it and said we've got to go in and and go in after Fernandez, who's controlling the game, and we've got to give Ravelo a bit more. Uh, space to be able to come out into the deep hall or Messi's position. Is it just a quibble with the Deschamps won the tactical battle? Is it not that they actually ended up in a stalemate because he lost the start? Well, well, like football's all about moments. Sorry, yeah, right. okay. He, he loses the start, of course you do, because he's what, what if he'd have changed? Why change? But you do. I think you do have to change. So this is probably, a very interesting philosophical pit, pit here, right? Because. Yeah. Um, I think Joe mentioned this last night um, on the news round about Guardiola getting grief for constantly changing. Maybe it was Mick, I'm not sure. One of the, one of the lads mentioned anyway. And um, I, I definitely I would frequently have thought, like, look at the quality of my team. I'm Pep Guardiola. We're brilliant. Just go for it. But, yeah, but now you, I'm coming around to... You have to remember the opposition. No, like Fran- I, I could tell you how France is going to p- play within an inch of their life. Okay? Um, I could tell you before the cup final exactly how they're going to play. Wasn't going to change, but at the same time, Argentina knew that. All their analysts knew that. People knew that. They knew where the space was. I was in here speaking to you about um, Poland and France, and remember Matty Cash? For yeah. the, Matty Cash had so much space. He whipping balls into the box. It was cleared by the Griezmann. All of a sudden, um, Mbappe scored ten seconds later. Big moment for him in that in that game. And I'm saying to you, a better player would exploit um, that. I thought England. That, and that's the, to go back not to go back to England but tactically Southgate just got it wrong it, like he got it wrong I understand starting Henderson but the space was in that area behind Mbappe that actually the first team that really exploited them was Argentina Yeah. where I say Deschamps won the tactical battle is he ultimately lost the game ok and this is football this is fine margins if I'm telling you now if France had scored that late goal yeah yeah his, he would have been a tactical genius when all was said and done by the time we stripped the game back yeah, yeah. and said the pace he brought on the two changes switching to a 4-2-3-1 was something a world class management decision that won him the World Cup and hey but, that's football but as much as he deserves praise for those decisions Vinny like, is, there an, is there the argument that he made those decisions slightly too late even though it was still you know what 40 minutes played where he brings the two lads on oh yeah like, if I you mean, do it 10-15 I mean, minutes I, earlier I, I, remember do, I remember doing a once losing 1-0 to UCD and it doesn't equate to France and Argentina World Cup fun I'll tell you what when you do it like it is it's a big 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 call and 
you know, you've worked, they've worked all the time on, on what, how they play, they've a set way of playing, they know what, what is needed, Every, everyone knows that Griezmann knows his job, all, all of these things, they were just out thought of on the day mm. for such a long period that they had to react, and it was like, it's hindsight, hindsight is amazing, but, but it was so close to being I do, an amazing performance by Deschamps. I don't, I don't think you can say it's too late though, right, because... There's a one-on-one chance with 123 minutes on the clock yeah. where you have like the ball bouncing in the air to a striker who's in form against a goalkeeper who's very tired. And all he's got to do is stick it in the net and you win. So like, but, it's, it's not too late. But it takes the 70, 70 minutes for France to get into the game. It Does it, maybe it, it, it takes an but, hour, maybe but, 60 but, minutes to get into the game. But, but it actually didn't, Shane. It took 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden the tread of Argentina was a little bit less... Okay, France weren't creating loads and they've changed their shape of how they played for the whole tournament. I still felt the first In the five, middle of the game. The first five minutes after the second half or into the second half, I still felt Argentina looked yeah, yeah. the more dangerous. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm sitting there with 70 minutes thinking this is going to be a bit of a dab squib of a World Cup yeah, final. Yeah, don't yeah. Get, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm with you Argentina that. and they're But at the same up. time as a coach, you can only slowly, they, they slowly turned this around and I keep, I, I just struggle to pr- pronounce the French striker's name but if that goes in, yeah, call that's Bawani. why actually yeah. the biggest moment of the World Cup was Martinez save in that moment and there's an amazing photograph, you should like have a look at from behind the goal, it is just an amazing save and yeah. it's won them the World Cup and it's meant that uh, Deschamps is maybe under pressure with certain people in France, I don't know in terms of th- he should have won it was just brilliant. It was tactically yeah, brilliant, I, I and think, yeah. it's right on the edge. And hey, that's that's the ho- football at the highest level. A uh, question from Colm wondering: Do you risk losing the player forever if you wait them off after forty minutes? Yes, absolutely. And so that's you, the, now remember you're taking off Giroud, who may or may not come back. And yeah. Different, but in that moment in a World Cup final, you're not thinking of it, 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 that. Is the biggest concern of any manager or coach standing on the sideline taking a guy after twenty minutes? Hey, he's he's a long way back for you. Long way back. Yeah, but sometimes it's not down to that player's performance. Sometimes it's 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 very much tactical because you're look, actually Dem- Dembele- you made a mistake as a coach, by the way, as well. Well, that, that's the why I was saying, and, and how you sell that in the dressing room is I made a mistake here. That's yeah. an ego. I, that's an ego. I, I brought Jamie you. McGrath on after 20 minutes. Dundalk were struggling. I was only in the job a few weeks, and I just turned and said to assistant manager, I've "Got to make this. Ch- are you sure?" And basically, the same what I would have said. Assistant Rory Higgins said to me, "We made the change. Beat UCD two one." Uh, it was a huge moment for me, but I lost the player. I lost the player that I, that I take off, and it was a long way back for for the two of us, like because I'd made it. I'd made a mistake, mm. and it's it's. I tell you, it's such a difficult thing what he done in that first half. But did you address it straight away, or did you wait weeks? Or how did you fix it? The, the player wasn't there after the game, right? Because is, is there and I didn't blame him for that. To be honest, I didn't go in and go. Oh, you're like the laziest thing is the coach to go and go. Oh, you're fine. You left it. You left it. Oh, I went. No, if I was a player, I'd be really hurt. But I, I went and met him, had a cup of tea with him. You know, but deep down in his own mind, he's like. You're taking the piss out of me, and that's the way they see it. And you have to understand that, and you have to live in their world. Through an alternate universe, and where you know Dembele had to come off because he was useless, but uh, Giroud just hadn't got into the game yet. Is there an argument that last uh, chance for Colin Mouani, like if that falls to a player like Giroud? Yeah, it, there is. And and to be fair, um, but remember, the penalty was won by pace, sheer pace, put onto Mendy, and so much pressure. It was a flick on by Mbappe and pure pace wins them the free kick or wins them the penalty that gets them into the game. So, look, uh, there's an argument Giroud, one sub might have been enough in terms of 
uh, Mbappe's pace and Turam's pace, but he, he made a wholesale change and in almost was the most perfect manager. Like we talk about managers making big decisions on sidelines, that was huge. huge. It's funny you talk about the, the small margins because we're saying that Southgate got it wrong and yet if Ken scores that penalty and England have the momentum into going into extra time all of a sudden he's the genius yeah look that but Shane that's a bigger argument the point to make about Southgate getting it wrong is he he tried not to lose to France instead of trying to win instead of trying to win now the flip side of what I'm saying is Mbappe still scores three but you have to like I always make the point and it's someone who's who's lost his job in football go you, you, when you sit there, no matter what level you work at, it's, you, you remember the ones you should have done. Mm. It's so easy. Like it, It's a bit like people now talking about this World Cup saying the World Cup was brilliant, and it was. But the easiest thing to do in football is to be a defensive coach. It's easy. If any manager takes over a club, generally they say, oh, you've got to stop conceding goals. No, she's Sherlock. Like, Because yeah. he knows he goes on training ground and does a defensive session. The hardest part of football is creating an environment for attacking players. It's the imagination. It's all of these different things. And it's played out like that in the World Cup as well. It's, it's a lot easier to be Morocco than it is to be Brazil in terms of creating chances, scoring goals. And, and it's it's so... That's where... Surely Southgate was sitting there going, I should actually, okay, the game changed. After 70 minutes, he might have been on a sofa going, do you know, I should have done what Argentina did and just forgetting the Mbappe part of it to a point and just went for it. And just you, went for it. You, you talked about the tactical nuances that we've seen in, in, across the World Cup and, you know, all those FIFA reports and stuff of, of little nuggets and arson fingers yeah. come out saying different things, you know, whether it's goalkeepers being on the ball more or wide players getting on the ball more. Like, what are the, what are the big takeaways from from this World Cup tactically will we look back on this as a, a turning point in any way in terms of style of football I, I'm conflicted on that because like I'm listening to people say and people I really listen to and respect and say oh the ticky tacky might be gone now and there's no teams pressing and different things difference is you've got to remember this is international football you can't just sign someone so you, you look at someone like Pep who fell short in a couple of big games because he probably didn't have a striker they tried to get Harry Kane, that doesn't work. So he just gets talent. You can't do that if you're in charge of Spain, right? So there, there's diff- you've got to find a way to win with the group of players you have. So I think we have to, in many ways, take this in isolation. But there is definitely going to be learnings for certain coaches in it in terms of how not to be beaten. Again, it's, it's the very best coaches. Like Jurgen Klopp, uh, Mbappe doesn't press for France. But if Mbappe had signed for Liverpool a year ago two years ago and he was playing up front with San, uh, with uh, Mane and Salah he would have bloody pressed so it's 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 coaches make styles and yeah. club football is completely different to to World Cup football we, we've, uh, we've got your team in the tournament it'll be very interesting to see if Mbappe stays that was one of the conversations we were having if he just decides that actually having the power of PSG is what he wants or if he actually wants to go and become the complete footballer because I'm not sure that he's going to be driven to become the complete footballer at PSG when um yeah it's but at the same time the the difference with say Messi is where someone like Mbappe if Mbappe had a bad hamstring injury you you're not guaranteed he's ever going to come back to be like he's he's world class and he's probably up there with Haaland as the best but because he relies on his pace it's a bit like I'm not going to get into Ronaldo Messi argument here right but but peak Ronaldo, I tell you what, it's hard to argue he's not 
better than Messi. The difference with Messi's career is so he has longevity as he doesn't necessarily rely on his pace. And I think Mbappe will fall into that over time. It's his pace is that is what's brilliant. It's not necessarily it's good movement, obviously, etc. Yeah, but pace. I, so you, you can't just. Uh, chalk down that he's going to score eight goals the next World Cup and eight goals the World Cup after that and keep going to 35 because no. you know it, well you knew Messi was going to do that back in the day you sort of knew peak Ronaldo had a, if, as long as he stays fit and he's he's fit and everyone you knew there was goals in them Mbappe so does Mbappe, Mbappe's career have a shelf life then we, you can't see Mbappe Ten, in his 30s potentially, potentially. His and that's the difference I would say between what, what Ronaldo did was he changed into a goal scoring machine and a, a fox in the box or whatever you want to call it Messi hasn't necessarily changed his game he's just involved and he, he more moments than, than running games so it's it will be interesting to see how, how that one plays out Alright OTBAM brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish your day the team of the tournament as picked by Vinnie Perth uh, we have Emmy Martinez and goals. We have uh, Guardiol and Sice centre backs. You've got uh, Purvis Estupinian. Yeah, that, that and that's probably the one where how do you pick a left back? The tournament hasn't been full of left backs. Oh, oh, what I like about Esteban, Esteban, uh, uh, um, he plays with Brighton and he's someone who. I, th- I think we've started to see the emergence of him in the last six months in the Premiership, but also at this tournament outside of Hernandez uh, France who had such a poor World, World Cup final and from I, the very start yeah. where the ball just rolls out under his foot yeah. you're like uh oh uh, like, aside from the final he was probably I, I, the left back of the going to be a long night yeah, yeah. like we really struggled like if you think about world football and best fullbacks they're all probably in the England squad but beyond that really struggled for good the 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 guy at Dundee United um playing for uh, Australia was excellent but that shows you if you're looking that deep into a tournament yeah. for really good le- uh, left backs you're going to struggle let me do the rest of the team here um, Ashraf Hakimi is your right back you've got Amrabat and Casemiro in midfield Griezmann makes the team Mbappe Messi and Giroud is your striker so um, the ones who didn't make it McAllister Bellingham DePaul Shemaini any of them close yeah, like um, I think I think Fernandez at Argentina is really close. I think he uh, he he was outstanding young player. I think he'll end up in. It looks like there's there's been talk of Liverpool, Bellingham. Bellingham was up and down. Like he was he was brilliant at times. But we, we live we live in English media world. Like, can I just ask about Declan Rice? Yeah, please, because I'm waiting to go on a, a rant on Declan Rice. Well, let's let's have it because. Um, I watched the England-France game and afterwards, like, oh, Declan Rice, what an amazing player. He, you know, single-handedly, it was like a heroic kind of, yeah. you know, finger-in-the-dike performance. Like, really, was it? Because sometimes when he gets the ball, it kind of it comes off his shin a bit and he's reaching for it and all of a sudden the opportunity to slickly move the ball on fast is gone. He's a very good defender, but is he not like a centre-back playing midfield? Well, yes. The, the key to it all is that for the big tactical takeout of the World Cup for me is the number six position and there was it, people in there didn't dictate games that's why I put Casemiro in thought he was excellent and remember Brazil went out to a penalty shootout Van Dijk went out to a penalty shootout you know uh, some of the Portuguese stars went out to a penalty shootout where it could have went or uh, it could have went either way for a lot of stars this is why the World Cup was brilliant because yeah. we couldn't predict a winner the only thing that was predictable was semi-final but on Declan Rice is a perfect example of, of what held for me held England back 
He didn't. T- he, he he ran around. You want to see his stats? They're through the roof. But he never like controlled the game. He never made a passing. Where I slightly disagree with you. France is the first time in my lifetime I've went right. He is a good player because he can lose the odd game at West Ham. No pressure. No, it's not even news. It's not headlines. He doesn't play that well. He's never dictated a top top game, and he may go on to do that at a maybe United Chelsea. I think there's huge question marks on uh, Declan Rice. I think. Um, is Declan Rice as good as Casemiro Fernandez at 21 uh, really top class number sixes in the world I'm not sure like you look at Chiunami Caravinga both coming through Real Madrid Real Madrid ain't getting rid of any of them to sign Declan Rice but people would tell you he's worth X amount of money Um, you look at Fernandinho from Manchester City over the years all these people control games he, do, he don't do the same as that I so think, I what, think what impressed you about the France game then to what, what oh I, I just thought it was to be, to be fair it was a game where it was sort of a premiership type style game where Clash he won the battles he I, yeah like again I, I thought um, Southgate got it wrong if you're going to play Kyle Walker as that deep line midfielder then take out Jordan Henderson who was actually again excellent in the game because of it was it was a premiership style game high intensity and, and say right we need to be brave here and bring a, a Mason Mount or a James, a Madison or like the winning of the World Cup for me for England was strangely this going to make it sound strange was Marcus Rashford I didn't, didn't utilise him that, watching that game Marsh Rashford was set up to go and win the game for them but uh, he had the opportunity to do that with, um, and uh, Declan Rice uh, Henderson maybe for an hour excellent kept him in the game battled away with France's midfield France's midfield really strong really good but not brilliant on the ball in any way shape or form don't get me wrong not like well, that's the bit dictating that I think the game in any way a bit like, sorry, I, I, did, I, I think all the defensive qualities are there but I, I just can't see at the moment the bit where he can become an N'Golo Kante and where you know there's a ten game stretch where you're like oh this guy's one of the best players in the world. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like the ball skills are there. No, I think he's being a bit harsh on, on Rice. Like uh, uh, Ruud Hullet made the point in the last few days that if if Rice doesn't play for West Ham, it helps England. Like he he needs to be playing like West Ham is a top level of football. It's Premier League level, but he needs to be at a top club. In order for England to maybe benefit from him more, but we need—he needs to be a top club to find out if he's actually good enough. Maybe he is, but he, he, the point to make it: if West Ham lose their first game back, I don't know who they're playing. Let's say they're playing Southampton away. There's no pressure on Declan Rice. There's no criticism mm. of him. There's no uh, none of this stuff. He, he, I tell you, it's interesting that he hasn't moved to a big club yet. I mean, yeah. you can't tell me. Shane Manchester United because he's so, he's he's so loyal Vinny we, we know that Declan Rice is very loyal yeah. but yeah. Like, you can't tell me Manchester don't have enough money yeah. to buy Declan Rice well they could have just saved the Calvin Phillips money and stumped in a little the bit extra the money they're spending on Casemiro is more than what like, United, like yeah. at 31 years of age they've gone and spent uh, for a 4 or 5 year deal ma- like three, four 400,000 pounds a week yeah. you can't tell me the, if they wanted them Casemiro is risk free Risk free? Well, not really. I'll tell you what. Well, like I wouldn't like to be the financial controller, Manchester United, looking at ca- ca- risk free. At twenty-five, well, like, you're going to be giving this guy four hundred thousand pound a week to do a couple of years. Yeah, but he's five-year deal. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Casemiro has. Uh, it took him, a, albeit a, a few weeks, to bed into the United team. But I need all to, of a sudden, we need to get Damian Delaney in to have that one out with you. I won't. But you cannot tell me. 
is risk free 33, 34, 35 you're going to pay £500,000 a week serial winner but United have the money as you say no and well, yes and that's, uh, that's the point why hasn't he gone for Declan Rice well, maybe why hasn't why hasn't the top clubs gone from you why do you think why I think people aren't sure about him I'm not sure about the quality on the yeah. ball I just think that like uh, Southgate's sure about him but he's not no choice International football, club football, it keeps saying two different things. I mean, there is. Phillips is playing for Man City, he's playing at the top club. Throw him in. Well, but, well, Phillips is injured. It'd be interesting to see if he. <coughs> it would have been interesting to see if Phillips had played the whole season and got mm. in the City team, is he ahead of Declan Rice? Yeah. Like, he, he might not be, but. I'm sure there's people thinking that's an announcing argument, Declan Rice, but I think we may have. He may have been overhyped. I think he may have been overhyped as a player. And, and listen, time, time will tell. I mean,. For someone, uh, uh, people don't rate John Stones. I think he's, I think he's outstanding. But that's just it. Listen, it's about opinions, and we could be all wrong about these things. But Declan Rice has has far to deceive, and and like so, so like let's call a spade. So is this England team, mm. and whether that's down to the bravery of others and 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 different bits and pieces, he's part of that problem. Uh, I I feel they've been too negative, and it's it's cost them the World Cup. Amrabat is probably the prototype of what you need. Like you're, you're talking earlier about the, the trying not to lose and aiming not to lose a match. Morocco set up so well, like, and, and I think a lot of teams are going to maybe learn from from what their manager has done. Yeah, um, I R- think R- so. was filmed like he was at. I think was it a Zoom conference he did with Mikel Arteta, a coaching conference. Like he, yeah. He's someone who like absolutely sleeps and lives the game, and clear that was quite clear from the Moroccan team the setup. Yeah, I think I I I just think though we all do that now. Yeah, so, like I'm sorry. I mean, I I don't mean like it, Morocco are brilliant. I enjoyed watching them, but I actually got a little bit bored of them, right? Because it's defensive. It's it's and it, like they've won the hearts of so many people in the World Cup, mm. right? Absolutely, and myself included. I know uh, when you listen to Sean the Morning, Kev loved them. Cabana uh, can understand that, but like. The, their manager's not getting the same criticism of other people be, when he changed the shape in the semi-final and, and went to a back five and they they they, they cost them um, I'm not being critical of, of Morocco or the coach I'm just saying it's easier to set up as a defensive coach it's what his problem is that if he had What's to go and win a game how does he go and win a game yeah. and you've got to go and win tournaments it's a lot easier to do what he's done it would be fascinating if he moved to a bigger club where he, he's expected to win games a lot harder and, and that's the key to it let's talk about Griezmann and Giroud why are they in your team um, well well, Griezmann's probably been the player of the tournament the final aside he's been outstanding uh, the way he has played he has helped this French team in terms of positional sense his running power he's, where he's torn up he has probably been the player of the tournament without doubt we'll obviously the Messi lifting the trophy whatever he has been outstanding um, his, his gen- turning up go back to the game against England his ball from the left wing where he just turned up in that position just an amazing ball uh, wins the game for them in the, in, the, in that quarter final I thought he was outstanding all tournament long um, and, and for me the best player of the tournament Giroud Giroud is one of them where you're scratching your head going do I put Neymar in and have a Paris Saint-Germain front three do you put where is the outstanding centre forward of the World Cup Alvarez had a decent tournament for his work rate uh, we were expecting Martinez to be the, the main man for Argentina it didn't, didn't play out so who had a, in a, 
like Richarlison was very good. I think it's harsh on Brazil players that you, you sort of look down your nose at them because they went out to a penalty shootout. There hasn't been an outstanding striker. And uh, what, what Giroud done was he broke the French all-time record and, yeah, he was whipped off early in the, in the final. But over the tournament, he's probably the best striker of the tournament. Uh, would you leave Griezmann on if you know that the game is going to go as long as it's going to go and hope that... So you've got as much pace and power as you can get in the team, but you still need a little bit of guile and there's a combination there. Yeah, it's. I, I just think I, I just think it wasn't his day you know, it just wasn't his day, and I think as a coach, you've, sometimes you've got to recognise that. And it's easy to say, "Oh, that's strange." Taking, and I know we do it with the top players. We leave top players on wait for the big moment, but um, I, I, I think he got running power into the team. I think that's what he done. If you actually look where Caravinga came on a left back, it's just about fresh legs, about running power. Shows you he didn't have real strength and depth in that position either. And it's just one of them calls. It's it's no different than. I heard talking about horse racing earlier on. Sometimes the best horses just don't turn up. Sometimes the best athletes just don't turn up. And it wasn't his day. Uh, you called it, I think, the best World Cup of your lifetime when we were just before the quarterfinal stage? Early on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the shout. You were proven right in the end anyway. Or I was oh, going to ask, have you changed your mind? I, I've sort of... I haven't. Cha- I have changed my mind. Yeah, you were like, you're like with the indie band, and then everybody gets on board. You're like, no, 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 they're no good. They sold out. Hipster. Yeah, it's one of them. I heard Richie McCormick's argument last night. And you were like, yeah, actually, yeah. and I love Richie, but he's he's gone too far to the left. That man, you know, um, <laughs> that's his. That definitely is Bo's influence. But then, but then you can't come. Uh, it, it's somewhere in the middle. Like that isn't an outstanding team in this World Cup. There isn't an outstanding players in this World Cup. We've lost a huge amount of the world stars have retired, but it was an amazing World Cup. I mean, go back to Spain and Germany were going out at one stage. It was brilliant that it was only a 10-minute window. Yeah. I was like, but it was a World Cup, and I think a few people have made this point. It was a World Cup of brilliant moments, of outstanding moments. And... I don't think football-wise it was the best World Cup, but viewing-wise it was probably the best one I've seen. That's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. I do think that it's hard for a World Cup to be truly brilliant anyway anymore. And even even back in the day, I, like I didn't, I don't remember any of the 82 World Cup at all. I do remember the 86 World Cup. There was loads of bad games, yeah. but like they're, they're all blanked because it was Maradona, peak Maradona. So whatever happened, like it was always great. But I mean, the England group stage games were all shite. Yeah. Northern Ireland nil, Brazil three. Not a great game, but like no, lo- Josie Mar pinged one of in from twenty yards. Done. Lots of World Cup have done like exactly. Ninety eight was brilliant World Cup, but it's because I remember certain things. Yeah, two thousand and six was brilliant. Remember certain things. The Bergkamp goal. You remember that in World Cups, but you remember moments. This one had a lot more moments. I think. I think that's why it probably is. But I'm a little bit going. There was a bit of lack of quality at times, like not to single a player out. And and you look at my team, and we could you could argue over certain positions. Harry Maguire had a good World Cup. So did Otamendi. Like, like Otamendi's won a World Cup, and that's where you've got to remember. Not one of the top ten teams in Europe would sign Otamendi tomorrow. It was free. So it's it's. It is what it is. It's it rep- it's world football. Yeah. It represents your country. Yeah. That's why I believe now I've come to the conclusion that your manager should be from your country. That should be a new rule they bring in. 
End of story. Just, a, just making a rule. Yeah, yeah, your manager has to be from here. Has to have a passport from your own country. To hell with it and make it a proper World Cup. You're putting yourself forward. No, we already have one there. To be fair. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> right. On that note, really great stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.